Hi, everyone. Welcome back to episode 51 of the Simply Willing Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, and I'm joined by my co-host, Chris. How are we doing, everybody? We're just a couple of best friends who are passionate about all things pop culture. If you're mm-hmm. looking for lukewarm takes on movies, video games, TV shows, or even the occasional comic, then we've got the show for you. That's fucking right. We're here, and we yeah. got all the news. Dude, we're so fucking swell of knowledge. <laughs> just my loins. My, I just can't. But now. <laughs> So swollen, you, and like I gotta you, see knowledge a doctor. Ain't stored in the loins. I gotta see a doctor. Yeah, my, I know so much that my loins are painfully swollen. <laughs> like that's not knowledge, but that's illness. You need to go. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> right. you, might, yeah, you might. You might. You might know something I don't. So uh, this week we're talking about the first movie of Marvel's Phase Five, mm-hmm. uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. But before we do, we have a bit of news to go through. Hmm. Uh, so we have to talk about the following here. We've got I Am Legend sequel news. So uh, that's actually a news story from like like our fourth episode, maybe, yeah. uh, that I remember bringing up. And we got a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got trailers for John Wick 4 and Tetris. Yeah. Uh, we got our first look at Lady Gaga and Joker 2. Yeah, I did see that. Um, the Marvel's release date is shifting a bit. Okay. And Kevin Feige gave an interview with Entertainment Weekly that actually had quite a bit of good, like, Kevin Feige info, I suppose. Word, word. Yeah, because he's usually pretty pretty tight-lipped. Standoffish. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, oh, yeah. So I just read through that. and I was Tight-lipped. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. That's a, it is a phrase. <laughs> I don't know. You're bringing your own thing to it. <laughs> it's not hey, my fault that it bothers you. My thing, your thing. We all got things. Yeah. It's just... We all scream for ice cream, you know? Yeah. So if you're ready, let's just dive into let's, it, huh? Dude... Head first. Yeah. I prefer feet first. So here in the news, we've got Akiva Goldsman, who's the producer and screenwriter of uh, the I Am Legend sequel. Mm -hmm. Uh, He revealed to Deadline that the film will feature a significant time jump uh, where he said, like, a few decades. Wow. um, And will treat the alternate ending of the original movie as the canon ending. So where he does live? Right. Yeah. Have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So people that haven't seen it, uh, you can find it on YouTube now. It's just look up like I Am Legend alternate ending. The original ending is like, you know, they're hiding out in the basement and all and the... He throws the grenade and dies. Well, he holds the grenade or, in his yeah. hand and just charges into them and, you know, poof, right and blows up the basement and he dies, right? Well, the alternate ending, uh, it was basically they're all there to get the, like, leader of the vampire creatures mm-hmm. like grow back yeah. basically and you know? he's like smashing his head into the shape of a butterfly yeah. which had like a tattoo of it on yeah, it. yeah and so he kind of notices that that's oh yeah they're just here for for her so yeah. he like opens the doors and just wheels her out to them and they're all like in his face screaming and shit but they they take her and dip mm-hmm. right and um which i kind of like that ending because the book i am legend is more like they're not monsters they're they have their own like you yeah. know society mm-hmm. right and to them he's the monster Right, which when you think about it, yeah, like he he kidnapped that woman. Yeah, to them during their sleep cycle, right? So he came at night basically and took their their leader, and he's like a, a boogeyman, right? And that's because <laughs> yeah, the there's not many of people like him, Will left. Smith, yeah, yeah, left in the city, and um, and so that's the whole premise of of the book is like that's why he says I am legend mm. is because to them he's like he's this monster that's just out there you can't yeah, go out I'm during the legend. sunlight, you know, but. Um, that's the ending that they're going to treat as as canon uh, and, and go from there. And so, honestly, I'm not too upset about it because I thought no. the ending was kind of dooky. Yeah, um, and, and, and yeah, and I like the alternate ending. So uh, now I can't remember in the alternate ending, did they? Did he still figure out a cure? Yeah. So that's the whole thing, right? Okay. Is that she's? I remember they, they he made a cure in both of them, but mm-hmm. one of them he 
gave them to the girl. He gives it to the girl and like locks, you know, they locks him in like the coal cellar there. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then that's what he does—the grenade, you know, self-sacrifice thing. But uh, yeah, Kiva Goldsman actually mentioned his love for The Last of Us, stating, Ooh. "quote I'm obsessed with The Last of Us, where we see the world uh, just post-apocalypse, but also after a twenty to thirty-year time lapse, uh, and you see how the Earth reclaims the world." And there's something beautiful in the question of, as man steps away from being the primary tenant, what happens? Uh, that will be especially visual in New York, I think. I think. Uh, I don't know if they'll climb up to the Empire State Building, but the possibilities are endless. Mm-hmm. And Goldsman also mentioned that the sequel will lean more into the Richard Matheson novel, telling Deadline, quote, we trace back to the original Matheson book and the alternate ending as opposed to the released ending in the original film. Uh, what Matheson was talking about was that man's time on the planet as the dominant species had come to an end. And that's a really interesting thing we're going to get to explore. There'll be a little more fidelity to the original text. I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. That'd be cool to see. Yeah. And it's going to have Michael B. Jordan and uh, Will Smith both mm-hmm. starring in it. And so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that. And I, I'm pretty sure uh, Michael B. Jordan is producing as well. Oh, nice. Uh, like I said, we got the official trailer for Tetris on Apple TV+. Plus, yeah. And it stars Taron Edgerton as the Dutch entrepreneur Hank Rogers, mm-hmm. who brought the Soviet-developed video game to an international audience. And I didn't know anything about, like, the story behind no, I just thought it was a game that was made and kind of here you go. Yeah, and it's like you know was the most popular. What was isn't it? Is it still the best selling game of all time, or did Minecraft take that from Tetris? Uh, Jamie pulled that up. I'm Jamie. In this yeah, you're Jamie still. in this con- in this uh, scenario. Is Tetris the best selling game of all time? My God, look at those spry little fingers, just dancing on that teeth. Tetris at 520 million. For a video game. Yep. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I didn't know anything about this story, uh, but I definitely did not expect it to look as compelling as it does. Right? Or like, it does. Uh, it turns out the story behind Tetris is like a Cold War espionage thriller. Yeah. And he like, damn near loses his life for this game. <laughs> yeah. And from what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the premise. Like, he was in real, like, bodily harm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or risk. Uh, the tagline of the movie kind of acknowledges how outlandish the story is by saying, like, uh, the game you couldn't put down and the story you couldn't make up. Yeah. Where it's like, you know, this is this Dutch entrepreneur who's like, he played this game. It seems like maybe he played it on a, like, a machine at, in Russia. Yeah. Cause and it was it, like. Just from the trailer, it looked like they were, like, green dots and it wasn't yeah. quite the color yet yeah. or anything like that. And he was like, man, I really, like, that was an addictive game. Mm-hmm. You know, like, he says something like, I played it for five minutes, and I see falling blocks in my sleep. Yeah. You know, and he's like, I've got to, like, it's the perfect game. Because there is something about, like, how almost, like... It's satisfying. Sat- yeah, the satisfaction in, like, getting, getting everything to, to line fit, up. And it all drops, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Um, and, you know, he's basically trying to shop it around, and it seems like the, the, the teeing off point is... Nintendo's like, hey, we've got something to show you. We're yeah. making something that only like 10 other people have seen so far, and it's called the Game Boy. And his pitch is, you should ship Tetris, Tetris with it. And they're like, can and you get like, the rights? If you can get us the rights, we'll do it. And so then he goes on this, like, literally, he has to go into Cold War Russia. And Russia's kind of at a spot where their, you know, video games are becoming the thing. And their whole thing is, this could be Russia's claim to video game thing, right? It's like, we're going to put our, our mark on this. And so they really don't want him to come in and capitalize, you know, a, a, a communist invention. Right. And yeah, and it seems like a pretty good, like 
intense story yeah, yeah. like there's a couple like really good action scenes where like where they're driving and then like it's a split second in it but he gets into, on like, the sidewalk and like there's a real tight like yeah. window for him yeah and it looks like it's pretty upbeat so i'm excited yeah. to see you know scenes like that in there yeah and i like combining like the tetris music you know yeah. with uh the final countdown <laughs> and how they mesh those two together uh really kind of leaning into that 80s feel mm-hmm. but uh and then we also got the final trailer for john wick 4 yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's just County Reeves doing a bunch of gun foo. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're doing his judo say, and shit. I don't... I'm nervous. Yeah. Because I thought the first one was beautiful. Yeah, first one's a very good Very action. good film. Second one... Mm, Not bad. It wasn't bad, but I didn't like it as... The, the third, third one, one... I thought... The third one was my least favorite. Uh, I liked it. I thought the third it was, one I, I felt was too samey. Too samey? Yeah. Where it's like, I've seen John Wick... And yeah. this is just more oh, John yeah, Wick. Yeah, you know, yeah, you're definitely going to get that. But I thought and where it, was, it does feel a little exhaustive, I think. I think it's more interesting in the sense of you get to find out more lore other than John Wick. The fact sure. that, like, you know, no fighting on continental grounds, mm-hmm. anything like that. And then seeing yep. more of, like, the the uh, Russian ballerinas that he kind of was able to get an in yeah. with, but he had to get burnt to do it. So it's stuff right. like that. At this point, I'm more interested, not of John Wick, but, but just the of the world itself. I know that at one point in time, there was a a series that was going to be made yeah, about the Continental. Which I would really like. Yeah, I, and I don't know if that's still in production or I not. I heard a rumor that there's going to be a John Wick game. Uh, that wasn't a rumor. I told you yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. On this podcast, yeah. actually. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was news that we had. Mm-hmm. So, um, And then the other thing is, I know that they're making that ballerina spinoff. That's Which, like again, I think would be really cool. With, I thought the uh, lore behind that was outstanding. Ana de Armas. I think that'd be really fucking cool. We get to see Donnie Yen in this trailer with his katana. Yeah. Chopping some people up. And he's all he's slick. Got his hair slick back and he's wearing a suit and he's got his sunglasses on. And he just looks cool. Um, I love Donnie Yen from... Have you ever seen the Ip Man movies? Mm-hmm. Ip Man? They're really solid action, like kung fu movies. Mm. And he's a very good martial artist. But then he's also... Um, uh, I can't think of the character's name. Maybe Chirrup from... Uh, Rogue One with the staff. Oh, okay. The like um the the monk I, basically. I, I, I'm one of the force. The force is with me. Yeah, yeah that's that's Donnie Yen. Blind. Mm-hmm. But I am interested to see if or how they mix it up because kind of like I said, John Wick. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you've seen you've seen the first one, you get the premise, right? You know. I'm hoping that I'm they. Gonna, I'm gonna fist fight this guy and then give him two shots to the chest, one to the head, right? And that's. I will say he, for people who have seen it, like you know religiously like i have yeah there is a scene where and I, I pointed it out to you he is at the hierarchy back in the desert and he pulls a gun on him yeah and like that's a pretty big deal no like so <laughs> that's, that's a pretty, that's big, pretty deal. big deal so yeah. i'm excited to see that like the out. understanding that we've come to is that there's going to be a fifth movie is that right and that would be the and that was going to be the last one yeah so either I don't know. I could see them maybe breaking this up into two parts but i feel like man that's a lot of action to drag on yeah um yeah, exactly, because action itself is meant to be fast, like moving, yeah. right? Moving forward. Um, the closing shots look pretty interesting to me, though. It's like a set piece taking place in, like, it looks like maybe a European roundabout, like mm-hmm. a busy road. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like doing the gun foo and fist fighting and stuff, and people are getting hit by cars and shit while they're trying to try and get you know, through. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can't wait to see that one. It's on March 24th, uh, and Tetris is on March 31st, and that one's only on Apple TV. Plus. Okay. So if you don't have Apple TV Plus, sorry. Get good. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Pirate it. 
<laughs> no, don't do that. I cannot. I cannot advocate for, for legal crime. reasons. That yeah. was a joke. Yeah, exactly. So on Valentine's Day, Todd Phillips posted a photo from filming on the Joker sequel, Folly Adieu. Right. Mm. Uh, and it gave us our first look at Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn. Did you see the photo? Mm-hmm. Uh, the photo shows Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck with his clown makeup. You know, he's all, all painted up, uh, seemingly having just planted like a big kiss on a crazed Harley Quinn because she's mm-hmm. got the red lipstick all, all over her mouth. Um, she's looking at him starstruck. Yeah, she's got just big eyes. Uh, I, Lady Gaga's a good actress. Mm-hmm. Like, she was really good in, um, obviously, I, I really enjoyed her in A Star is Born, but also Hotel, I think, was the season that she was in of yeah, uh, for, uh, American, Horror, American Story. Horror Story. And she was really good in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I then bits and, I haven't seen I haven't seen A Star is Born. I know. It's a very I good I hear movie. it's really good. I want to yeah. get on that. Um, but I did see a couple episodes of her in American Horror Story, and it yeah. is Hotel, and it's really good. Yeah. Now, she's a good actress. Yeah, and so, you know, that doesn't always pan out when you have a, a musician transitioning into acting, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think it's cool that, okay, this, this one's worked out. Who is it? Is it Jamie, is Jamie Foxx, who's like, he's such a, ta- he's a good comedian, talented actor, talented mm-hmm. musician, and like, what is it where you're trying to do all four of like, oh, act- and he got? Yeah. Where you get an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony? Mm-hmm. I think... Jamie Foxx should try for that. Yeah. He could do it. I don't know if he's done any he stage work. He just have work. to do Broadway. Or not Broadway, per se. But yeah, but yeah. Hmm. Either musical or, or just stage acting. Something to think about. Yeah, I don't I don't know if he has. Uh, so let's see here. Um, yeah, and I just liked... Phillips just captured the photo. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> you know? And it's just this crazy couple. <laughs> I will be interested to see, like, if they kind of emphasize the negative aspects of that relationship we're like <laughs> they're not a healthy couple right yeah you know i don't know this one this version of joker is so different right than everything else i'm i could see them going either way of them being almost like a bonnie and clyde just both of them mm-hmm. being fucking nuts right um, or i could also see them focusing on how unhealthy relationship. on that like he's not a good dude mm-hmm and he's manipulating the piss out of her, you know. And she's unstable, mm-hmm. right? And he's taking advantage of that. So I mean, I honestly, I'd be excited for either or. Yeah, I feel like they could probably do a combo of the two. They could have. Yeah, they could. I've seen a lot of stuff of people not getting hyped for Lady Gaga as oh, really? Harley Quinn, and I'm yeah. like, I, yeah, I'm I, here I, for it. I'm here for it. Yeah. Now the thing that I'm curious about is uh, them making it a musical. Remember that was the, yeah. the thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know I'm, I'm still here yeah. for it. I mean, they. There was music and dancing in the first one. There was just like that yeah. bathroom scenes. I mean, if you do something similar to that, sure. And even if you break away from it, like if break you can out make of it song and dance, if you make it work, you song make it and work. Dance numbers because that's the whole thing. They're both clinically insane and unstable. So I mean, I don't see what the big deal is. Oh my God, <laughs> she's mad dogging you. Colin's dog is just eyeing me down like I haven't paid my fucking taxes. Yeah, she's like, where's my fucking money, asshole? <laughs> where's the fucking money, shithead? Yeah, it's down there somewhere. Let me take another Let look. Me take another look. <laughs> yeah, where's the money, Lebowski? Uh, so the Marvels has been delayed wow. from July 28th of this year to November 10th. Uh, they did, however, give us a look at the official poster uh, for the film to tide us over until then. So the poster was kind of nice. It was just like Kamala Khan on the ground and then mm-hmm. Carol Danvers and then Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it said like higher, further, faster together. All right. You know, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But uh, it does seem to tie into some like maybe a strategy that Kevin Feige kind of gave a little insight into in this interview that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. 
that leads us into that last piece of news where uh, he had an Entertainment Weekly uh, interview, and it seemed I think it was for like part of the press junket for Quantumania, mm-hmm. uh, where Entertainment Weekly always does their big like covers, you know. And uh, he actually had quite a bit of good info. So these are just I just picked highlights out. So starting at the top, apparently Kamala Khan is like a scene stealer mm. in uh, the Marvels. With Feige saying that Kamala Khan, for instance, is a great new character in the Pantheon. I'm very proud of them as Marvel show. I also know, and this is a spoiler, she essentially steals the Marvels, which is coming out uh, in November, he says. Yeah, I know that Amon Vellani and Kevin Feige have like a pretty good relationship as far as like she straight up, as soon as she got the job, was like kind of going in on of like... All right, you gotta give me the fucking scoop. First of all, why are there no mutants yet? Second of all, why are there, and like she was, just, she's like got a notebook yeah. of Kevin Feige questions because she's a, an MCU fan, mm-hmm. you know. And so she's like, all right, here's this, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I do wonder if that plays a part of like he's got a little bit of a bias towards her because he likes her. And honestly, I think actors and actresses like that have yeah. more passion and do better. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, she definitely, like, there were a lot of problems with Ms. Marvel, but she was not one of them. Like, you can tell, like, a perfect example, now, granted, it's probably going to jump from Marvel to Star Wars. Yeah. A really good example is, like, honestly, whenever I see Mark Hamill, like, oh, yeah. even in the, in yeah. the newer ones, I, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of him. Yeah. Mark Hamill still has that passion. Yeah. Right? And you can kind of tell. Um, but with, like, what was it from the solo movie? Was <laughs> it, what's his name? Um, Woody Which Harrell? One? No, not uh, Woody Harrell. Was it? No. Woody Harrelson who plays his mentor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just that scene where he's like, "Damn it, she's never gonna let me live this down." <laughs> yeah, and it's just like, like Ooh, "How big is that paycheck gotta yeah, be, right? pal?" <laughs> yeah, really, you couldn't you couldn't get paid enough to act. Yeah, you just put a little really, on it, man. Really phone it in like high school plays, you know? Yeah. Man, well, just, <sighs> so like, but I'm a big fan of like actors and actresses doing that, having notes. You know, yeah. there's nothing wrong with asking questions, and I feel like a lot of people think that there are. Yeah. And it's like, no, she, she knows this stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if she can challenge Kevin Feige from like a, that doesn't make sense as a fan standpoint, yeah. you know, then okay, that's good. Matt, that's good for us. Yeah. In that same section of the interview, Feige casually mentions that the book is not closed on Moon Knight, saying, I think there's a future for that character as we move forward. And that was really all he kind of said, but he, he specifically brought up Moon Knight. And he was like, Moon Knight's another good example. I think there's a future for that character. God, there is. Uh, there, though, if they stop, I'd be so upset. <laughs> you getting teary eyed? A little bit, man. Moon Knight's one of my favorites. He, I told you, I think he's topping Iron Man. I love no. the concept of Moon Knight. All right, man. Fucking relax. <laughs> Feige. All right, stop. Feige uh, addressed the concerns that have been coming up regarding the sheer volume of Marvel projects, saying, quote, it is harder to hit the zeitgeist when there's so much product out there and so much, and he puts in quotes, content, as they say, which is a word that I hate. And then he laughs. And he says, but we want Marvel Studios and the MCU projects to really stand out and stand above. Uh, so people will see that as we get further into phase five and six, the pace at which we're putting out the Disney plus shows will change so they can get, uh, each get a chance to shine. And the interviewer actually asked a follow up saying, so when you say the pace will change, do you mean spacing them out or putting out fewer shows a year to which Feige replied simply both, I think. And so he, they're just starting to dial back on, yeah. on the stuff that they're yeah. ranking. There has been a lot of shows that Yeah, too out. much coming out at once, <clears throat> and stuff gets overshadowed, gets missed maybe, where you're like, i, I got to start budgeting my time. They had it perfectly lined up in the beginning where Loki started. Mm-hmm. And then what was it? As soon as Loki finished Moon, or was it Moon Knight first, then Loki? No. Or no, that came out no. this year. Yeah, that's right. Well, this past year. WandaVision was the first show that came out. Yeah, but didn't they have it like WandaVision came out, then as soon as WandaVision finished... Loki came just out. about. I think there was like a couple weeks between them, which is I think is a perfect yeah. time frame. Um, I think they should 
uh, fucking stop. No, no, no. I, I mean, I think I agree that they need to put out like they could get away with doing two shows a year. Yeah, like you have one in the in the fall or the spring, and then in the you know the other end of the. You know, but right. just make them longer. Take some, you know, put some yeah. more time into them. Right. Uh, and so Feige potentially would like to see the shows become more episodic and less quote eight hour movie like. Yeah. Saying yes, I mean there. I mean cliffhangers are great, and I like watching a show where you should go to bed, but you see the cliffhanger, and you just have to watch the next episode. You certainly want to keep people engaged, but I'm a big Star Trek fan, and I still find it soothing to watch an episode of Next Gen uh, with a beginning and an end. So I think we're going to keep experimenting with that going forward. Mm-hmm. So, and he kind of referenced um, She-Hulk of like trying something totally different there. Of like, what if we just did a legal drama? but had a, an expensive CG character in the middle of it. Right. Mm. And he really liked, he, he said that he really liked She-Hulk of like, I like being She-Hulk. something different. He, yeah. he likes throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what works. Um, and like he said, when you're putting out that many shows, you, they have to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't all be the same. Cause that's how you get, yeah. Then people are just not going to watch gonna tune in. Right. It's gotta be, what is this offer that that doesn't. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the interview does take a turn to the subject of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and James Gunn's new job as the co-CEO at DC, uh, asking Feige what the conversation was like between the pair when, Jen got the, uh, when Gunn got that job. And Feige said, it was not dissimilar to when we talked about him doing the Suicide Squad. I said, that's awesome, and I can't wait to see it. I've never been shy about loving those characters. I had Superman posters all over my walls in my childhood bedroom, and I went to work for the Donners, Richard Donner and Lauren Schuler Donner, because of Superman. Uh, the notion of those characters being in such good hands with James is exciting, and it's very cool. After he finishes Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three, of course, and he laughs, um, and that's true. I mean, I, I know that when Richard Donner passed, he because Richard Donner made the first Superman movie, mm-hmm. and Kevin Feige was all on social media and putting out a statement basically of like this, like my job doesn't exist if this man doesn't right. do what he did, um, just from like a personal passion standpoint, and then also a career or like an industry standpoint of. Obviously, superhero movies can be made and work, mm-hmm. and it gave him as a little kid, like, my God, Superman is on the screen, right? And, like, I could do that, yeah. right? And so, yeah, I mean, he doesn't have any, like, per- some some fans of the comics have, like, a DC stands for dumb comics, you know what I mean? And it's like, well, it, they can both be good, right? Right. Then just some rapid-fire highlights here. So uh, the fact that Blade is set to start filming the next 10 weeks or so, he says, um... Filming for Captain America New World Order is set to start filming relatively soon as well. Um, and uh, the Thunderbolts, mm-hmm. where he talked about they had several like irons in the fire all at mm-hmm. once right now. Getting ready to just churn some stuff out. Uh, they apparently have a story for the next Spider-Man film. Okay. But uh, they're just now starting the scripting on that. So they have like the story set. Now they're actually sure. putting it into a script. Uh, and the Daredevil series will be more in the vein of that episodic television like Feige was expressing interest in before of like Good. there's a beginning, middle, and end to each episode. Good. Right? Where this is just – this is one adventure of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. And this is another adventure of Daredevil. Um, I like when TV shows can do that mm-hmm. but also put like an underlying a, yeah. you know, main plot you that yeah. you don't ne- – don't necessarily have to follow right but if you want it to all make sense and you know, really have that impact yeah you gotta watch or you it. have like a three episode arc where it's like tune in next week for the finale of the you know right. whatever this mm-hmm. villain is you're right um and his most anticipated product that isn't getting enough attention according to him is fantastic for that's the one that's coming up that he's like <laughs> he's he's excited for fantastic four but he's also got a lot of personal interest in fantastic four considering he started uh working with Marvel mm-hmm. on the X-Men movies and the Fantastic Four 
four movies from the early 2000s, as well as from a comic standpoint. Basically, modern Marvel comics started with Fantastic Four, yeah. you know, and so he's really excited to see how that's going to shift everything. Pan into it, yeah. Um, and yeah, and I like that he is just a big, he is a big nerd. Yeah. You know, I mean, I he, mean that's what you want to see yeah. when it comes to stuff yeah. like this. You don't want to see somebody who's not. Right. I mean, I mean he references uh, Star Trek a lot. Mm. Uh, I've, I've caught that in like a lot of his interviews and stuff. He references Star I've Trek. Never, I've never seen Star Trek. Not once. I know the. I can do the thing. The Spock, <laughs> the, Spock yeah. Yeah, the Vulcan. Yeah, live long and prosper. All right, let's talk about Amy and the Wasp Quantumania, baby. Yeah, let's do it. Dude, we're scooting right along. We're at 27 minutes. This might be a short episode. So, sorry, peeps. Uh, it's so, too structured. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. We're too, too good at this now. <laughs> it's become too efficient. Uh, so, the box office here. Domestically, uh, it made $120 million, and worldwide, it's at $259.3 million on a budget of $200 million. So, it's making its money back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the reception from Rotten Tomato critics, it's got a 47%. Yeah. It's only the second MCU film to be considered rotten. Uh, and the other one is The Eternals, which I believe also has a 47% on Rotten Tomatoes. But the audience score. Yeah. The audience score is an 84. Mm-hmm. Uh, on IMDb, it's got a 6.6 out of 10, and on Metacritic, it's got a 48. But yeah, so there's kind of like a, a flip-flop back and forth there between the critics and the audience of, like, fans seem to enjoy it more than the critics did, mm-hmm. uh, like, by a lot. Uh, cast and crew here, we've got Peyton Reed, who's returning to direct. He's directed the other two uh, Ant-Man films. Mm-hmm. Paul Rudd, obviously, is Scott Lang. Evangeline Lilly is back as Hope. Catherine Newton. This is her first foray as Cassie, Cassie Lang. Lang. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer is Janet Van Dyne. Michael Douglas is Hank Pym. And Jonathan Majors is Kang the Conqueror. Mm-hmm. So, you got a synopsis over there, Bob? Um, How are you not ready, dude? Superhero partners Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne return to continue their adventures as Ant-Man and the Wasp. Together with Hope's partner, with together with Hope's parents, Janet Van Dyne and Hank Dime. Pym, Dime, uh, and Scott's <laughs> daughter, Cassie Lang. Sorry, I got a stuffy nose. <laughs> and Cassie Lang. The family finds themselves exploring the quantum realm, interacting with strange new creatures, embarking on the adventure that will push them beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. That's right. That's pretty much what I got. Yeah. Do you write that one yourself? No, uh, courtesy to Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, because well, I just had everything pulled up because I was looking at the yeah. cast and crew, uh, cast and crew with you, and then you said yeah. synopsis, and I was like, movie info is right above. Yeah, right there. there yeah, yeah. So the one from IMDb says Scott Lang and Hope Van Dyne, <laughs> <laughs> along with Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne, uh, explore the quantum realm where they interact with strange creatures and embark on an adventure that goes beyond the limits of what they thought was possible. So yeah, same same premise, right? Uh, so we'll start off the top there. What were your spoiler-free plot thoughts? Yeah, so uh, as far as, you know, I'm going to go through, I have a couple things I wanted yeah. to talk about. It had a really good flow. Okay. I don't think there is anything that felt like it was dragging. Okay. Even the parts that were slower throughout it in the beginning okay. still felt like the knowledge I'm obtaining is going to play a, an effect later in the movie. Yeah. Um, which we'll talk about more in spoilers of what exactly I'm talking about. But no, I just feel like there's a lot of missed opportunities, um, like with Lord uh, Krylarm. Yeah. There's just a lot of things that they could have done that they didn't, uh, which we'll talk about later into spoilers. Yeah. Um, but as far as the story, the concept of like getting to know Kang um, mm-hmm. you know, and just the continuation of 
uh, Scott himself for like, you know, him being Avenger, like, what are you doing now? Right. Yeah. It feels very on beat of, yeah, that's Scott. Yeah. Right, you know? Yeah. Um, Letting it go to his head. Right. Yeah. But taking that and keep going to of characters, like dipping into that. Yeah. I loved all the characters. Can I get my blonde thoughts? No. Seeing all the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just knock the burning candle towards you. Uh, Hot wax all over your uh, belly and chest fair. And you're just. Uh, uh, no. So I felt that the first third or so was a bit of a drag, honestly. Really? Yeah. Like, they have to take a lot of time explaining, like you're talking, you know, mm-hmm. uh, what the quantum realm is and everything like that. And I do think it just slows the movie down going out of the gate hmm. where, like, they could have probably, like, there's a lot, without getting into too much spoiler, there's a lot of, I'll explain that to you later. Now let's walk. And then it's like, well, you can explain and walk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they could have. Which is, that that's something I wanted to talk about yeah. in my notes. Which Yeah. Uh, the special effects were a bit iffy at times, I thought. Um, especially towards the beginning, because I feel like towards the end they kind of level out a bit more. Uh, you can see it in the trailer, uh, yeah. so it's not technically a spoiler, really. No. But the part where you see a bunch of the Ant Man, you know, a bunch of Scots yeah. running around, there's a couple scenes, parts in there in the movie that the CGI is bad. Yeah, there's a, and there's a few times where just like the suit itself, you can tell is like painted on mm-hmm. of like it looks like Paul Rudd's head is floating on yeah. on an Ant Man body. My biggest thing was. Um, the green screen behind mm-hmm. you could yeah they, they, yeah you could just tell tell that they're not there yeah right um i think it took its time introducing kang but once it did it was like all right cool yeah um the editing is kind of jumpy at the beginning as well specifically with what i'm talking there of like the we got to move i'll explain later and there's a specific scene that i'll talk about in uh spoilers spoilers where it's like you're cutting back and forth. It feels like two scenes got cut in the middle and then interspliced where you're jumping back and forth between the two. I'm curious to see what scenes you're talking uh-huh. about. Uh, and then the third act, really strong. Yeah. Like the action set piece was the Excellent. Like, you know, Marvel Excellent. knows how to do a, a, an mm-hmm. action scene, right? Um, I said it feels like a two-hour episode of Rick and Morty, which makes sense because one of the, the lead writer worked on Rick and Morty. Mm. So that's kind of his specialty yeah his style to be right. able to work on like multiversal yeah kind of stuff so you want to talk about characters and chemistry there chris <laughs> absolutely starting off with um scott and hope yeah the chemistry was still there uh, mm-hmm. obviously they felt good uh the chemistry between cassie and scott mm-hmm. now i don't know i'm kind of torn i didn't write anything about that one specifically because i am in a toss-up of two different perspectives okay one of them is cassie is becoming kind of like that angsty teen Mm -hmm. so she's starting to disobey scott a little more so i understand that aspect of it but also just from all the prior movies scott and cassie were like tight yeah right and like so i don't know i'm not he was also gone for five years that's true that's very true yeah um pretty crucial years too as far (laughs) as development goes but as far as like Still having that chemistry, you can see, like, you know, Scott obviously feels bad for missing those five years. You yeah. know, and there are times where he's talking to her and she's like, you know, it, you weren't here. Right. And, and he, it's not his fault. Right. But, but you can kind of see it. he does a really good job of making it look like it that takes a toll. But he can't yeah. be mad at Cassie because it's right. not her fault. Like yeah. you were saying. Yeah, it's, it's neither their fault. You know? So I thought the relationship between them was really, really good. Yeah. I fucking hate Janet. I can't stand yeah. that bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish she died. Yeah. For, first off, 
What? Maybe she does. Oh, I meant the actress. No, 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 no. I want Michelle Pfeiffer to burn in hell. Yeah. Oh no, 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 no. Her and Nicole Kidman, you yeah. know. Get her out of here. <laughs> no, but kind of going back to what you were saying, you're bad. Um, no, I really don't like her character. A lot yeah. of the plot holes is just her avoiding the question of, you know, what's, what's going, going on, on down here? Yeah, yeah, like, just tell me what the fuck yeah. is up. And she's like, ow, ow. Yeah, she's fucking annoying. I want to punch her in the head. <laughs> I will say, and this is, I'm going to sound like a complete fuckhead for this. Like, whenever there's a dramatic scene, she gives a smolder instead of just giving a normal look uh-huh. where she has just, like, that small opening on her mouth where, like, she's looking very... Mm-hmm. <sighs> You know, legit, like trying to look majestic. I can't fucking stand it, dude. No. Like you're in the middle of a battle, you're not trying to pull a smolder, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's from the stroke she had. Nuh-uh. No, I'm fucking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she had a stroke. How were we making fun of her? How the fuck? <laughs> as soon as you started in on it, I was like, I'm gonna tell him she had a stroke. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but I, I don't know why, but that got on my nerves. It's yeah. l- nothing. Yeah, to it's do a small thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not even gonna count it, but. Yeah, no, I did not like her character in this, especially from the second, like, you know, getting her back. Yeah. It just feels like, like you got her back for this shit. Yeah, two very different people. Send her back. Yeah. You know? (laughs) Hank, I still, I still really liked Hank felt very on, on character Mm -hmm. with all of his moments and, you know, cues he had. Um, I guess we'll start talking about Lord Krylar in spoilers because that would probably be a little easier, but there is a lot of stuff I wanted to touch up on his character. Same with, um, Modak. Yeah, Modak. Modak. Yeah. Modak. 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 Um, you know me. <laughs> but as far as Kang, badass. Yeah. Like, love his character. Yeah. They, like, I put in my notes, the exact word was a great, a great villain to follow up on Thanos. Yeah. Thanos. <laughs> Thanos. <laughs> Hate us because they Thanos. Yeah. Uh, from Thanos. But yeah, no, I really like Kang and you know, we'll. I want to let yeah. you talk, and then we'll talk more about it. Yeah. Uh, so I said that a movie with and the Wasp in the title really did not have anything for the Wasp to do. Not really. Like, she's barely in this movie. I bet she has. There's one scene that really sticks out to me, and that's about pretty it. much it. I would say yeah. the story is mainly about Cassie and Scott. Yeah. Yeah, and I think they just, they just didn't have anything for her to do and didn't come up with anything for her to do. I don't think there would have been a problem if they just labeled it ant-man quantumania like it doesn't have to be and the wasp no well but they kind of tie themselves into a corner of like making the second one ant-man and the wasp she's still in this movie right and it's like yeah well why are you taking the wasp out what's the what's the what's the thing there you know what i mean and so they just kind of had themselves stuck in a corner of like well it can either be an ant-man and the wasp situation or yeah i I guess that's right but uh janet van dyne yeah i said it's just so fucking annoying um, the chemistry between Catherine Newton and Paul Rudd as father and daughter, I thought was believable. Mm-hmm. Something that I noticed about Kang was that he has like a really slow way of speaking and moving. Like when he first yeah. uh, shows up and, and I liked it. Um, I said, it felt to me like a deliberate choice by Jonathan majors of like, I, well, you know, I can take my time with this conversation cause time is no time at all. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Of like, you know, this, this guy's very methodical in the way he speaks. Hank Pym, I think, kind of gets the Hope Van Dyne treatment as well. Of like, he takes a back seat for most of the movie. Yeah, 
uh, which is a shame. I really like you got Michael Douglas. Right, right. You've got like a, a pretty great A actor, and mm, you're like, just not. No, no, man. There is a scene we definitely have to talk about in spoilers. Yeah. I did not like, and it's, it's a specific scene with Hank. Okay, but we'll, we'll talk about that later because it's pretty heavily spoiled. Okay. I said that Majors and Paul Rudd uh, were both the brightest spots in the movie for me, but that that Catherine Newton wasn't uh, like something to scoff at either. Um, I thought she kind of carried some weight as far as. Like you said, it's mostly about Scott and Cassie, mm-hmm. and she does a very good job of being a, a co-star. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, when you've got Jonathan Majors up there doing what he's doing as Kang, don't come, matter. On, come on. Yeah. Stop playing. <laughs> Get out of here. Give me one here. I'll tear it up live. And then the last thing I said for characters in chemistry was that I think the inclusion of MODOK was an interesting choice for an Ant-Man movie, mm-hmm. uh, but I found him entertaining. Uh, but I do see that his character could probably be pretty divisive for some people. Yeah. Uh, and that's all I can really say about that. Yeah, I. Yeah, we'll talk about it because I do want to talk about Modoc. Yeah. Uh, so, how do we raise stuff around here? Of course, you can either be overwhelmed, which means you were thoroughly enjoyed with the film. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, expectations were surpassed. You can be underwhelmed, which means you really didn't like the film and you know yep. didn't meet the expectations. Or you can always meet right in the middle and be simply whelmed. How are you? I was pretty. I was simply whelmed. Yeah, I was simply whelmed. It was a good movie. Yeah. Um, I thinking some of the more stuff that they've made recently is probably a little higher up there. Yeah. Um, but overall, but overall it wasn't, it's not in the top five. Mm -mm. No, I don't know that it's in the top 10. I'm kind of considering since it is only the first movie of Q five, I am backing it up with a lot of Q four movies or Q phase four. I was thinking, does that work? Huh? Is that, does that work? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. (laughs) Of, uh, Phase four and phase five, since it only, yeah. you know, I'm looking at a lot with phase yeah. four, and even then, yeah, there were some pretty rough movies in there, yeah. and it's it's still not at the top, just yeah. from some of the ones that, yeah, I was looking at. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's just it's very middle of the pack for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see it being one that if it wasn't for Jonathan Majors, as if it wasn't for yeah. having Kang in it, I don't know that it'd be a memorable movie. I could definitely, yeah, I. I definitely see myself strictly YouTubing Kang scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Scenes with Kane. Yeah. Uh, so do you have just like your full spoilers over there? Yeah. So as far as spoilers starting off, the uh, first thing I wanted to put, I'm in love with uh, Scott Lang's Baskin Robbins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Variant. Yeah. Yeah. Cause <laughs> there's just a dude who just never left that job. No, he's got it still, man. He's there. <laughs> and so he never becomes Ant-Man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> he's just a Baskin Robbins employee. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but starting from like the top, <laughs> when Cassie, um, Cassie and Hank are talking about, you know, sending the signal to the quantum realm because that's right. how they're able. That's how they get sucked down there. Is yeah. Cassie's trying to basically build a map, like yeah, a radar, see what's going on in the quantum realm without actually going in. Yeah, and. Janet gets all flustered about yeah. it, and she's like, why didn't you tell me? But I do like that. Hope calls her out. She's like, I fucking tried, Yeah, Mom. we've tried. And, and you shut us down. Yeah, so. So fuck you. Which you th- you think right then and there would be a learning lesson very early on in the movie for when they ask what's going on later. You should fucking be forthright. They would answer. No, so yeah, like, but that, that problem keeps coming up of them just asking what's going on she's not giving the yeah, answer just, and like that just makes me hate the character i loved janet when she first came back because i was just like makes you want to strike her yeah like, so i'm like dude just like tell us what's fucking going on this isn't fucking grade school yeah, dude you don't keep secrets for, like that yeah 
And so, like, I feel like everything just could have been avoided if she said that. just been, yeah. Honest. Yeah. Like, I get not wanting to talk about it, but, like, when you hit a point where, like, okay, we're in the quantum realm. Right. What the fuck's going on? Right. Yeah. You're literally, you've lived here for 30 years. Right. If not more. Yeah. So, what the fuck's going on here? Um, but then, <laughs> yeah, dude, I'll, I'll, my blood gets a little boiled thinking about it. You wanted to talk about Krylar? And then I did want to talk about Krylar. So, in their in their journey, uh, Janet is like, I know a guy. All right, and we'll go talk to him, and he'll get us out of here. We'll be good. And so they go to what seems to be like this bar, and something I wanted to make noteworthy that uh-huh. I really, really enjoyed is there is this juice or a drink, a beverage, I yeah, should say. Yeah, uh, like when you drink it, it translates. But it's a slime, yeah. yeah. And I really like that concept of when Scott and Cassie, uh, you know, crash-landed. Yeah. And they were more in a, not necessarily uncivilized, but not as, not as modern, Yeah, it I feels much say. more like tribal. A little bit. Yeah. Um. You know, they have this this big cauldron yeah. of, of, you know, It slime. feels like he's about to be sacrificed. Yeah, but they, they call it ooze. Yeah. You know, drink the ooze. Drink the ooze. Um, and so they're able to drink that. And we find out it's from uh, the character, the holeless yeah. guy. Yeah, the dude who has no, no holes. But then rather than in the very modern section where uh, yeah. Janet, Hank, and Hope are, it is like a, a little shot glass that yeah. you're able to take. And I, I thought that was really interesting to show, like, the diversity of, like, yeah. even though they're all in the quantum realm... You got people, you, got you know, yeah, that are still in tribes. You got people up here that have like, you know, spaceships. Yeah, and they're it, gambling. Yeah, and they've and got it's a just a, a vast, yeah, you know, yeah, a, a play, wide. Yeah, and I, I really enjoyed that concept of it. Now that scene uh, with Scott being, you know, drink those right, mm-hmm. is one of the scenes that I'm talking about getting cut in half with uh, being cut in half and then interspliced with Hope and, mm. and yeah, and Hank yeah, and Jim yeah, yeah, being yeah. like being like. We got to keep moving. Hide, don't you know? Stay down, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever. Again, I didn't like that scene either. When she just basically put her arms around hoping Hank. Yeah, they weren't hiding. Right, they were behind a tree that had no fucking leaves. Yeah, and the lights just went right past them, and she's just, I'm here. Yeah, and then it's just like, are you just camouflage? Right, but that scene gets cut in with, you know, uh, Scott and Cassie meeting that tribe. And, you know, Scott's like, where's my daughter? Where's my daughter? And she goes, drink the ooze, Dad. And then it just cuts away. And to, to whatever, you yeah. know, Hank and Hope and, and uh, Janet are doing. And then cuts back, and he's still on his knees there, where it's like, you could have just let that scene play out. Just play it out real quick. Right? It's like almost mid-experience, right? Mm. And you're like, I don't, it just throws off the whole yeah, the like, vibe. I don't, I don't know what's happening. It feels like I'm jumping around as opposed to flowing. Yeah, sorry. You can go ahead. No, you, just, you had asked. You were curious what scene. I was like, that's no, yeah, the scene. Yeah. That's the scene. Um, as far as, like, with uh, Krylar. Yeah. I love the fact that Bill Murray played Krylar. Yeah. I thought it was a cool concept. He just seems like kind of a, a rich dude yeah. who has a guy, a little bit of power. Like they were with, freedom fighters. Yeah. yeah but he some, and Janet, and mm-hmm. now however much time has passed. Yeah, he's, he's, he's changed. He's and, in. He's yeah. a company man with Kang. But just Krylar telling, straight up telling Janet, like, oh, or not Janet, Hank. I used to fuck your wife. Yeah, dude. like hard. <laughs> like he straight up said, like, uh, like a lot. Yeah. And he Hank's like, I get it. Like, yeah, all right, easy, man. I had a fling too. Like, I'm yeah. not holding the press yet. Yeah. But Krylar was like, he's like, you know, gripping on the yeah, table. Yeah, and he's he's right like, there biting his bottom lip. Yeah, well, you and I go down memory road. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's fucking biting his lip. Yeah. But then they just kill him. 
yeah. like really yeah, yeah. quick. And I thought there was a lot of cool, especially since we know he's a freedom fighter. Right. I'd love to see some of their stories. Right. Right. Make me not hate Janet as much. Yeah. I think it was just a missed opportunity. Yeah. You know, they, they could have shown any of the story. It doesn't have to be like a full scene, not even a spinoff, just something more right. than just, yeah, I used to fuck your wife and <laughs> I'm pretty badass, but I'm yeah. not anymore. Yeah. Right. Kill yeah. me. So, you know, I really want to see that, especially since they got such a big name, like Bill Murray, to play that character for a total of four minutes, maybe, max? Yeah, now my understanding, though, is that Bill Murray's kind of a tool to work for or with. Really? And so, it's probably a blessing that they're like, yeah, you get one scene, and then you're done. I didn't know he was a tool. Oh, yeah, he's a big fuck. Hmm. Yeah. Like, he's not allowed back at SNL. Really? Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah, right. So it might have been he might have been the one that was like, "Yeah, I'll show up for the paycheck and do one day, but it better be a one day thing." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or they were like, "Well, if we're getting Bill Murray. We're just going to do one day because we don't want to have yeah, to." Yeah, we're not trying to hang out with him. Hmm. We'll dip it into Modak. Yeah, Modak. Yeah, Modak. Yeah. What does Modak. that stand for? What does that stand for? Ooh, uh, machine. Mm-mm. No, mechanized organism. Made for killing. Designed only designed for killing. Designed only for killing, yeah. Because remember, Ant-Man goes, would that be Modok? But I like uh, Modok's character a lot. I like his honestly. intro. Yeah. Of like, Darren? Yeah, well, of like him rolling in and just destroying that refugee camp. Yeah. I mean, killing a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fuck. And then it just slips up and it's just Darren Cross's bulbous head yeah, and his just... baby legs. What does Sam say? It looks like a Bjorn. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's just in a baby Bjorn. Goes, What's with the baby legs? He goes, I don't have baby legs. Baby legs? So, yeah, it looks like a Bjorn. Yeah. I, that's, that's why I said I think his character will be divisive. is because, like, Modok is a mechanized organism designed only for killing, right? Mm-hmm. And he does a lot of killing at the beginning, and then he just kind of turns into a punchline. Yeah, and that's what I was going to talk about. I really like the concept of him, but especially when it came to um, him chasing Cassie later Mm -hmm. in the scenes, Mm -hmm. he doesn't land a single shot. I'm like, there's no way, because when he was doing, you know, killing everyone in the refuge camp, his guns were spinning, like, locking aim, and he wasn't missing a single shot. And it's just like, how do you start off with that and then flub it? And I think they did the same thing to Kang. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Plot armor is really intense in this movie. Mm-hmm. Of like, you gotta find a way around, you know, a writing trick around. You need, like, there's nothing, I don't think there's anything wrong with, like, the hero getting the shit beat out of him in the yeah. very beginning. Like, yeah. you know, when you first are introduced to it. Yeah. Because, like, if they made it where Kang comes in, right, and he, like... Well, I'm talking about towards the end. Sure. With Kang. Sure. But I'm just saying, like, even even still, like, you know... With just the concept of having them so badass when you're introduced to them, but then as soon as the action comes in with the main character, they just overpower them. Yeah. It's like, that's not, I feel like, even if it's one of those where it's like. I mean, I think about the fight with Iron Man and Thanos on. All that for a drop of blood, quite literally. Yeah, that's what it should be. Yeah. Right. And again, it was just another missed opportunity. Yeah. But Kang does fuck him up towards the end, which yeah, I think should have been in combat. Yeah. Just which I think should have been earlier in he, the movie. Jonathan Majors forgot it was Ant-Man and he just started thinking he was in Creed again and was just <laughs> beating the <laughs> shit out of him. Land him land the body shots. Yeah. I mean like breaking shoulders. Yeah. Like, doesn't he break his shoulder or at least cranks it hard enough yeah, to, to you, hurt it, him. Yeah. It makes it crack. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god! But dude, that scene where he jumps down from the the 
his, Bull his city. Citadel. Yeah, yeah. And starting to fight off the, and he just, the, rebel, you know, the rebellion. And just has that big old shield, and people just... Yeah, get thrown away, get disintegrated, and then he's got his beams, and he's just mowing people down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's basically an eraser. Just And then who is... Uh, He's like that big humanoid. He's got the Kinda cylinder like head. Finder from Apex. Yeah, dude, he looks dope. And he's got yeah, he's, he's got, got the like little big, the big laser light for yeah. a head. And then he just kills him. Yeah, with he his blows own laser. his head up. Yeah, he puts the laser back into the dude's head and explodes it. I was like, fuck, that's brutal. Yeah, he kills him hard. Um, the big, the only scene where Hope really is injured, you know, it has a big role. Yeah. Is when Ant-Man's trying to get the the, orb. the multiversal like engine, I think is what it's called, something like that that Kang needs because he's trying to make a deal with him. So yeah, what was the deal? the deal was basically I'll give you the time back. I'll put you back. You'll like you never left. Yeah. You'll get those years back with Cassie if you get me that that engine, mm-hmm. right? Because you've come to find out once Janet finally starts fucking spilling the beans, she met Kang down there and helped him repair his multiversal engine. And so, then figures out that he's, he's a, a conqueror. Like yeah. this dude's killed off entire timelines and shit, and she destroys his his and, core. Yeah, and that's kind of like what the what his meaning behind everything is. Is there's so many variants that it's getting out of hand, and he yeah. wants to destroy everything and have one. Yeah, time he basically away. wants to be like he who remains at the end of time. Yeah, except if he who remains was a bad guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, like a more which I think is is a a good arc yeah. to have you know it's it's one of those where it's like you don't agree with it but you can understand the the variance of yeah. time getting out of control yeah um it's a little more drastic than i think thanos yeah, as far yeah as like, thanos wants to kill half of all life right just and then at the end he it. wants to kill all life and start over yeah you know and it is just kind of one of those where it's like you can see where the good intent was, yeah, and it's just quickly corrupted, yeah. You know, by or just <laughs> he's letting the intrusive thoughts win, yeah. Or like at one point, I think it's Janet says like says to him like trillions will die, and he basically goes, "I don't care." Yeah, I <laughs> wish I wish that mattered. Yeah, I wish that mattered, and you're like, Jesus, fuck, trillions. Yeah, yeah. couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Get good. Yeah, you know, it's fucking gritty on him. But so you were talking about the scene that Hope has is it when when she helps Scott get the yeah when they're the when core. they're yeah going to get the core and he's starting to what is it he's starting to lose or get tumbled or no it's well because what's happening is there's just so many many of, he's starting to get sworn like you know swallowed in yeah and she comes flying in and because what is it called it's like a, a a possibility storm is what they called it yeah or, or a like probability any storm. movement any thought you have creates a possibility of you being able to do something different which right. creates a you to, uh, yeah another you yeah and so obviously <laughs> you know you're in you know you're inside schrodinger's box and you're the cat yeah. you know yeah is the cat alive or dead in there both until we open it mm-hmm. right because we don't know yeah and that was a cool scene it was interesting to be able to see um all the different all the different variants but you know they're all the you same the basket robins <laughs> we do see the basket robins and i love his character to yeah. death because he's just like happy he's just can a be. dude yeah, yeah he's just like for cassie you know because that's the yeah. whole thing is he's able to get everything as a hive mind yeah because uh, they're all have the, the common goal of getting you know, to cassie yeah if you know, do it for cassie yeah um so that that was nice and that it is kind of like a, an interesting way to think about it yeah I also put like a little ant twist on there, a hive mind. And, yeah. You know. Yeah. A swarm of ant men. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, other than that, like hope she kind of rolls up and picks them up and like flies them into the core and that's how they get in. Yeah. Right. And that's about it from there. Yeah. But, um, what about you? I mean, just from, I've been talking a whole bunch. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're telling me. 
So I said, <laughs> my bad, dude. I'll now, knock it off. Uh, I said, there are no major consequences inside of this movie to justify the fear of Kang. Yeah. Uh, I, I know that he's supposed to be like the exiled Kang, right? Mm-hmm. So the implication there is like, well, he was weaker than the others yeah. and they were able to kick him out, right? But still, like, this guy just casually mentions that, like, he's killed multiple Avengers, including he, Thor. Including Thor. And then he just gets bested by Ant Man. You know, it's like, mm. sorry, Ant Man. <laughs> I know this is your movie, but you ain't beating Thor. Yeah. You know, and the big scene where Hank does come in is, uh, which is, uh, sorry, yeah, going no, no, back yeah, to what yeah. I wanted to talk about. The one part I hated about the movie uh-huh. that was very spoilery. So they find the ship from Krylar. Yeah, you know they take Krylar's ship, and Hank's the only one that drives it, and Hank's the only one who knows how to drive it. Yeah, and then there's a scene where they're all getting in, and Hank voluntarily says, "I guess I'll drive." Motherfucker, nobody no, else. No, he knows. Yes, he does. He's, he's sitting there because he puts his hands and he goes, I'm driving. It's like, yeah, nobody else is going to drive. Oh, oh, okay. And like nobody else. Who else is going to drive? <laughs> I thought you were talking about like the first time they get in. No, 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 no. Because no. Janet literally is like, take the wheel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I, I don't know. I didn't like that part. I, was, <laughs> I don't know. I, I was expecting something major. And you're like, I hate that he says he'll drive. I was just like, <laughs> Hank, you're a smart man. Who Nobody else. Right, yeah. you, all right. He is, but the audience isn't. Uh, yeah, I guess not. <laughs> Couldn't be me. Yeah. Um, but then the uh, Hank, when he comes up uh, in the very beginning of the movie, he has these this ant colony that's yeah. very advanced, advanced and kind of yeah. has technology and like electricity running in their little ant farm. Yeah. And when they all get sent to the quantum realm, the ants they, go with them and yeah. get sent off. But then <laughs> they slip into like some sort of time vortex. Yeah. And, they're and they able, live. What does he say? Like thousands of years. Yeah. In, in the course of a day. Right. And they're so very they're, advanced. Yeah, and, they're and there's huge. a lot of them. And they're they are the ones that really kind of take out. So, yeah, Kang. They, they they yeah they kill Kang or mm-hmm. defeat Kang. Yeah, and then we see him up in the building all fucking <laughs> all tore up. up. None of his tech works. Mm-mm. He's Mm-mm. just been shredded. His shirt's all yeah, tore he's up. Just hand he to hand. The, he's got the muscles out. You <laughs> he's know? got the mitts. He's in basically a cutoff now. And you're like, my god, <laughs> this look is at, greed. This is yeah. This is <laughs> the Michael B. Jordan comes out of the corner. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Killmonger comes out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What the fuck is going on? What is happening? <laughs> and Scott's just <sighs> watching two very large, muscly men beat the shit out of oh each other. Oh, my God. Yeah, Jonathan Majors is fucking huge. huge. He's the old oh my man. My God. He is buff. I, I sent a picture of him to my mom because uh, I, I forget what it brought it up. But Oh, I think it just came across my TikTok and it was mm-hmm. like one of his covers for like men's health or something. Sure. And I was like, my God. And I sent it to my mom and she just sent back like, look at the muscles. <laughs> she says, damn, look at the muscles. <laughs> <laughs> that man is ripped. Yeah. Being able to see that and then they ended up defeating King by that version of Kang. Yeah, they push him into the, like, the suck orb. him into his multiversal engine, yeah. basically. Which doesn't kill him as far it does necessarily. It? Well so that's the thing, is like the yes but no, right? It's the it's the we'll never it, know until it's we the Schrodinger's yeah. box, right? Yeah. So if that somehow gets opened again, maybe he's still alive in there. But I feel I still feel like Marvel did a very Marvel thing mm-hmm. of like killing him off but now they have an excuse to be able to get away with it because right. there can be an infinite amount of kings. It's like right. it's still going to get old really quick. Yeah. But also, I I could see them thinking on this now, pulling that he gets out of the multiverse after they have fought in a couple king, and it's like I'm the original king now. Right. And it's, yeah. I I worry about that. Yeah. Because Kang's a really cool character, and I like the concept of him. Yeah. And I'm not gonna lie, I could see because at the very end we do see the the Kang Council. Yeah. Uh, you know, or calling all the kings together to talk to you know be like uh, this. This guy died. Yeah. 
Um, I could see like if it does involve like, like just for example, let's say five Kangs pull up on Ant Man, right. right? And he kills four of them or you know three of them or however many. I feel like that's fine. But like just having a, a one on one. But I don't know because then it's not because it's like well then you're making the Kangs super disposable. Mm. You know what I mean? Because the, the whole impact of seeing a whole council of Kangs at the end is, is like how powerful. We saw how powerful the one was, right? So this is not good. Yeah. Right? Not, he's the one who's been exiled. Right. So I'm going to read my spoilers like you asked me to. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do it? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I thought that Ant-Man might die or get stuck in the quantum yeah, realm. Yeah, we talked about um, that. And he didn't. Like they, I think they missed an opportunity to kill off Hank and Janet, definitely, to give weight to, to uh, Kang. R- real quick. Yeah. I thought at the very end, when the portal closes and you're stuck with Hank, Janet, and uh, Cassie. Cassie, you know, in the in, back in, 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 on yeah. Earth, and you still have Ant Man. Yeah, I thought that was going to be that was that Janet and or that Hope and, and yeah. Scott are stuck in the quantum realm. I could have gotten with that. Yeah, I would have been down with it. Yeah. So, like we talked about, Modok's kind of a goofy character. Uh, as opposed to a killing machine. Modok, uh, are you okay? Yeah. His his intro is menacing, like I said, with him wiping out that colony of refugees, like, single-handedly. Mm-hmm. And then he kind of just stops killing, turns into the joke, <laughs> with, like, his name being Darren Cross, and they just keep like, calling him Darren. Darren. You know, he's like, I'm Modok. Like, and at one point, he won't answer the radio. He's like, Darren, are you there? Darren. Darren? And he's like, Modok? He's like, what yeah, you what's got? up? Yeah, what yeah. you got for me? Yeah. Like, Jesus. I did mention Janet being uh, a tool. Yeah, a tool. I said Kang's introduction when he's interrogating the Langs and is threatening Scott with, like, I'll murder Cassie in front of you and, and then make you relive it for eternity. And you're like, my God, until you beg me to kill you. And you're like, my God, what an animal. Um, that's pretty fucked up, but yeah. I like it. Effective. Yeah, it was honestly the most menacing that I think we see Kang behave during the movie. Mm-hmm. Hank's super ants. Uh, like we said, Kang has to jump down and just starts disintegrating people with his beams. Mm-hmm. Just boom. Wiping them out. Like, uh, no dust or nothing. No, like, they're just they're gone. They just disappear. Uh, I wonder if, like, he sends them through time. You know what I mean? Like, is he... Or is he sending them to the... You know, the the end? What's that called? The... Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Where they send the, the people in Loki. Yeah, when they zap them. The variants. Yeah. Um, when they prune them. I can't remember. I don't think so. Because they have to have... They have a special gun for it, don't well, they? Well, they've got their, their thing. But Kang is the one that created the TVA. That's true. Or a variant of Kang. Could have. So I that technology that's a good exists. Question. That's a you good I mean? question. I wonder if that's where they're going. Because they do. They just disappear. Yeah. You know, they're just gone. I did mention the, the plot armor like we were talking about. Like, yeah. There's a couple shots uh, of that where like those beams hit Scott and kind of like knock him back but don't kill him mm-hmm. you know it's not like he always misses because that's okay well i guess scott's just really good at dodging there's times where he gets hit yeah and it's like well why did that just work one way and now it doesn't work on the hero yeah <clears throat> get me all choked up <laughs> um yeah i did gang beats the fuck out of scott yeah um hope comes back yep and so luckily cassie opens up a portal for them like right away and gets them out which was annoying i didn't understand that yeah, like, I don't know. Like, how was she opening a portal? I will say, in the, just going back to the scene. Yeah. Um, again, something small. Yeah. Uh, Ant-Man was super fucking bloody when he was getting the shit beat out of him. And to the point where I was like, this is bloody for a, a Marvel film. This is yeah. very bloody. Yeah. And then right after Kang, that version of Kang dies. Yeah. 
the blood that was around his mouth is just gone. Like, like it was up. never there. Well, and so apparently, like a month ago, uh, or, or you know, earlier this year, uh-huh. there were some like reshoots that included Michael Douglas, okay. Michelle Pfeiffer, all of them, the, okay. the whole the whole core cast, which I'm thinking was like the dinner scene. Okay. Because I'll bet the intention was that hoping Scott are stuck in mm-hmm. the quantum realm. And then they reshot that to get them out. So they might have been a reshoot and they just didn't put the. For a Marvel film, continuity's like, yeah. you got to have it. Yeah. But that was, again, it's not huge, but it was something I was like, you had me. Yeah. Like, because I thought, like, damn, this is bloody. This is getting yeah, beating the shit out of this guy. Yeah. And then it just went away. Um, like you said about the two post credit scenes, so we do see Ramatut, which mm-hmm. he's like the Egyptian pharaoh version of Kang, yeah. uh, who we did see like a reference to him in Moon Knight. So I thought that was kind of neat. Scarlet Centurion, which is like the Iron Man ish looking mm-hmm. one, and then Amortis, who's like the almost looks like uh, like a Genghis Khan or like mm-hmm. you know uh, that kind of conqueror type character. Uh, just kind of discussing the death of the Exiled One, and they kind of just. Uh, specifically say like they killed him and then says they're close to touching the multiverse mm-hmm. and so like they're starting to get on the radar of like the people like our mcu heroes are very close to being capable of like multiversal see we gotta get on this so we gotta cut them out because otherwise they're gonna be a problem for us and so that's obviously probably gonna be the setup for king dynasty mm-hmm. it's like the council of kings do not want <laughs> that to happen obviously and then the second post credit scene is actually just a clip from uh, Loki season two. Yeah. Uh, and it's just Loki and Mobius sitting in the audience of some like early 20th century, like, you know, wonders of science, mm-hmm. like stage show, you know, and the man on stage is a, a Kang, Kang variant. Um, and Mobius is kind of like, I thought something to do the fact. I don't yeah, remember I the line. said this guy, was, like, supposed yeah, to be scary. This guy was like some scary, like terrifying. Yeah. And like, and look, he goes, he is. And he looks terrified. Evil. So I wonder if he's had some run-ins with Kang. Or if it's just because of his conversation with you who reigns mm-hmm. that he's like, we gotta, we gotta take him. And out. so I do wonder if the premise of Loki season two is Loki trying to prune Kang variants, mm-hmm. you know, to try and get ahead of it. Or maybe he's looking for a he who remains type figure that, okay, this is the one that we have to, yeah, he looks, we've got to get him, you know, in charge. Mm-hmm. Right. And try and get, you know, basically trying to stage an overthrow of the Kang that's in charge of the TBA now. Because the Kang that's in charge of the TBA looks like the Kang from uh, Ant-Man. You know, like with the helmet oh, and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And so I wonder if it's another variant on that or what. I'm not sure how that shakes out. I did have a question about some of the armor Kang had. I loved it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. Uh, but the one, he has like a blue face shield. Yeah. It almost looks like. But his eyes change colors with it. Mm-hmm. And he took it off once and his eyes were still the same color. And then fade away. And then they fade away. I'm yeah. curious, does it do anything internally? I don't know. I think that's supposed to be like a um, like, sort of like a containment uh, thing of like when he like does stuff with time. Okay. Uh, that's He's not what, affected. Yeah. Like, keeps okay. him in, which I do wonder if that's what his beams you know, leads yeah. into like his beams affecting yeah. you. It's sending people sense. through time. Maybe. I don't know. Um, we'll have to touch back on that. I think yeah. you're onto something there. Yeah. That could be a cool thing. Unless yeah. you know something that I don't know. No, I don't uh, no. I say our theory was correct. Though, yeah, but, correct but, yeah. yeah. Um, cause my, my theory is that Kang would win 
or like narrowly get defeated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But obviously that he would like kill Scott or Scott and Hope would be stuck or whatever. And then the other King variants would come in and like mm-hmm. cut him down. Mm-hmm. So we were like pretty close. Well, yeah, we were on the right on the right track. Yeah, of like that the reveal would be the other Kangs, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah, I mean that's just the the Council of Kangs is too big of a thing to not not talk about. Yeah, and, and he's got so many variants that it's like, how do you not show like a Ramatut? You know, right? But that's all I had. Mm-hmm. Chris, uh, what you been thinking about this week, buddy? I think what you meant to say is welcome back to Chris's Cryptid Corner. I'm your host, Chris. Ah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So this week we're actually going to be talking about the Goat Man. The who now? You heard me. I the, didn't. The Goat Man. Goat Man. Okay. So the Goat Man is a humanoid cryptid most commonly associated with Louisiana, Maryland, and Texas. Oh, uh, it's quite a widespread. Yeah, it's a little bit of a big spread. Yeah, Louisiana and Texas makes mm-hmm. sense, but Maryland's just off Man, as a. They had an encounter, yeah. which almost makes me think if it's related to the Jersey Devil, maybe you know yeah. something similar to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's described as a seven-foot-tall hybrid creature, part man, part goat. Some claim it's relative to the New Orleans evil chupacabra-like cryptid, the Grunch, which is something I would like to talk about, because can you not the do grunch. a cryptid about the Grunch? The Grunch. <laughs> Sounds like a gurgly lunch. Yeah. I was thinking it's like the Grinch's cousin, you know? <laughs> grunch. Grunch. Yeah. The urban legend often um, tells of it killing young couples parked in cars, uh, scouring neighborhoods killing family pets and there are also tales of it breaking into people's houses and just fucking them up jesus and uh there are there are some stuff i'm not going to talk about on here that does kind of deal with some sa stuff that the, oh, okay. this creature is involved in yeah um but it, it does say it, it is known to just harass with people and, and its victims yeah um it says here that i'm just skipping the part that yeah about that i say Okay, so some say that he was a man who kept goats and went mad after uh, teenagers killed his flock, driven to seek revenge against any youngsters. He covers himself with the pieces of the goat that the teenagers killed, and he's on the run. And that's that's kind of the whole thing. Okay. Um, another one, uh, the most titling version, uh, traces back to the origin of Beltsville Architect- Architectural Research Center's um, sprawling USDA facility anchored by a big brick building appointed with white columns is like where it's a well it's the agricultural research center right yeah um but they say it was a scientist who worked on diseases uh, with goats and sheep and when something happened something must have went wrong yeah. and he had he turned himself into a half man half beast naturally hungry for blood yeah of course yeah couldn't be hay you know mm-mm, mm-mm. but it says here you know them goats like they're man meat you know <laughs> I love my man meat. You love your man meat. Uh, but another one that like kind of like is a re- relative to it, which I'm thinking is the same thing, goes back to Pennsylvania. Okay. So I'm curious if it's in where was it Maryland, Texas, Maryland, Texas, Louisiana, Louisiana. So maybe you know making yeah. that connection there of just migrating. Yeah. Uh, but this one's called the Waterford Sheep Man. Is an abominable creature that terrorized a small rural town of Waterford, Pennsylvania. In the early 1970s, it lurked in a farm field, stalking the unwitting animal uh, that it desired to tear apart. Hundreds of people witnessed the creature. It is also referred to as the Goat Man. The Goat Man. So what I'm curious, I really do want to, I want to find, because I mean, just looking down, 
There's, you know, ones that are called <laughs> the Popelik Monster, the Proctor Valley Monster, and then there was one more I wanted to find. But they're all relating back to, you know, calling it the Goatman, yeah. you know, going back to the Goatman. So what I would really want to do, I would really like to go in. I want to do, like, heavy research to see... Yeah, where exactly? Yeah, where exactly it's going? Where the first one started? Where the latest one yeah, is? Can we track it? I want to do a little police detective shit and go into it. But I thought that was a really interesting concept yeah. behind of like just having the goat man of you know something could have happened and yeah. something like that. And just back in the seventies, which I mean, it's a while ago. It's the seventies. Everybody's doing drugs. Right. Come on. But the seventies isn't that long ago, and we had cameras in the seventies. So I'm curious. I want to do. It might be some MK Ultra shit. Yeah, Maybe the government made them. Hey, government were real weird with science back then. Were. Yeah, Maybe yeah. they are. They just keep getting weirder. That's right. Don't trust the government. It's a hoax, and everything they tell you is a lie. Government's a scam. But I really do want to you know, sit down and do a big research, because I, as I started doing this, um, I was looking at the, the, the cryptid, and I read it, and I got everything down. I was like, well, I think I'll do one about the goat man, just kind of given the premise of him. Yeah. But I think next week, with it being our... Our 50 seconds, so it's not quite our oh, one year. It's not going to be our one year. Our one year will be the next, the following week. Because our episode will actually release, like, I think the day before, the day after, our literal one-year anniversary. Damn. So our 53rd episode will be our uh, It'll our be fine. Year. It'll be a good build-up, because I want to yeah. continue to do research on this. And yeah. like I was saying, find the pinpoints, find exactly more. Yeah. Maybe see if I can find, because I was looking around for a little bit, and I couldn't find anything just, you know. pre like Already it, done. Yeah, like pre-searching. Yeah. I want to see if I can find the... Uh, the noises or the sounds yeah. this thing makes because I know you always like when I do that and I thought I yeah. mean if there's this many accounted witnesses of them you know there's gotta be something there's gotta be Not something even if it's made up right you just know? give me something I can go that's the goat man that's the goat man out there but so I, I don't know I thought it was really interesting I think I found a gold mine before I found like realized it's a gold mine yeah of, you, you got know, into it and went fuck that was gold actually yeah this is gold I want to continue to do it yeah I started to do more last night and that's where I started finding the variations like in Pennsylvania yeah and I was like it was getting kind of late and I went to a concert and yeah. I was pooped and I was yeah. just like all right I gotta I gotta call it yeah. but so I I, I do yeah. want to touch back up on this yeah do that I'll hold that I'll, I'll hold you to that and then I haven't forgotten there are those still those two cryptids I got in the email about because mm-hmm. I was looking for uh, the London werewolf yeah that you know we had uh, that email about um, and then I just saw the goat man I was like it's my show I can do whatever the fuck I'm right in yeah. my corner yeah. um, <laughs> but so after that I do think I'm probably gonna be touching up on the the London werewolf yeah mm-hmm. what about you what have you been thinking about uh, apparently a Civ 7 is in development, which is exciting for me, because mm. I really appreciate Civilization. And you uh, and I play Civ. Yeah. Yeah, we played Civ 6. Mm. Um, I've got, like, no joke, like, 1,300 hours on Steam in, in Civ 5. My problem is, like, I can't get my science up past a certain extent. Like, I just, <laughs> just we just go dull. Yeah. <laughs> your your civilization's always just kind of plateau. They, yeah. they <laughs> eclipse, and then just, and they just go, go, go stale. I like my my first game of Civ Five that I like really got into and did well. Mm-hmm. I was in high school. And I played as Gandhi and mm-hmm. I conquered the world. <laughs> and like at one point, it was it was unfair. I'm rolling across what would be modern day like Europe mm-hmm. and into Russia, and I'm fighting. I think it was the Assyrians, and I had like modern tanks, and they were firing bow and arrow at me. And I'm just, boom, I'm nuking cities that have stone walls. Like, you know, 
And I, yeah, and I was just like, I nuked them, and they gave me all of their cities in exchange for their cat. Like, let us just only have our capital city, and you can have everything else. And I was like, perfect. And so then I rolled up on them, and just you know, when you make peace and civic, it's like ten turns that you cannot have any. <laughs> so violent you just action. post up a bunch of I dudes for did. ten turns. I just waited, and then after the ten turns, I just had a bunch of Bradley tanks that just. <laughs> just rolling them and took his last capital and I was like my god I am an animal <laughs> I just imagine Gandhi <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Well, I love Sif but yeah I do I always just think distinctly about people with bow and arrow firing at tanks and I was like this isn't this isn't Gandhi good and it's Gandhi it's Gandhi just drunk with power firing nukes <laughs> passive pacifist is I've got just nuclear submarines out in the bay you know <laughs> <laughs> nuking the Greek empire that has posted up in North America. And just, <laughs> Let us live. Give us yeah. our capital. You can have everything else. You know, please don't kill us. Please don't make me. You know, it's, it's Gandhi. Uh, Sons it, of the Forest comes out on Thursday. It does. It does. Yeah. That it does. I'm very excited. You were getting ready to ask me something about Civ, maybe? I was. Um, what do they add in the new? Because I've only played Civ Six. So, so what do they? You know, I imagine it's probably going to be a little more updated as far as like graphics and modern some of the... times, like drones. I imagine drones are becoming a big thing. I don't think they necessarily had drones, so maybe right. giving that as an option. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I, there wasn't a lot available about Civ Seven, but like the difference between like Civ Five and Civ Six is like in Civ Six, there's that concept of like um, first of all of ages mm-hmm. of like the golden ages yeah. and things like that. And that wasn't in Civ Five, and then also. Um, the like districts like building districts for specific things that was new in civ Mm six so a lot of times it's just like different game mechanics that they try out and see what works sure and they might keep it or they might go oh that didn't really work so civ seven might not have those districts Mm -hmm. or or will you know just depending on i like the golden age and the dark age i like the concept of yeah of like having to achieve Mm. uh greatness and then if you get out of a dark age and go into a golden age my god I do that a lot because I get a lot of dark ages in the very beginning. Then yeah. I'll hit a certain science and I'll hit a golden age, and yeah. it's I'm just like, oh my god, game over. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and then uh, my last thing that I'm thinking about: I'm on vacation this week, uh, so yeah, I, I want to try and finish up Ted Lasso and Severance, which are both on Apple TV Plus uh-huh. that I've watched like the first Ted Lasso's shorter episodes. Yeah. So I've watched like six episodes of that, and I really enjoy it. And the third season's coming out soon, and so I want to try and finish that out yeah. but then severance is really good but i've only watched like three episodes of it because they're you know hour-long episodes and mm-hmm. it's a bit more like ted lasso is pretty light severance is like what's going on here you know and so i kind of need to take a different approach to watching that but i want to finish that off i just i suck at setting time aside for tv i, I do I, it's always been a thing that we talk about yeah but, so i want to finish those up but. side note mm-hmm. i'm not sure so i recently i got this thing and it's like a poster of sorts. Okay. Well, first off, I want to talk about. I got a fucking picture, or it's a frame. Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Of uh, it's, like it's, a recreation yeah, of a, the of the newspaper from when Neil Armstrong made it on the moon. Yeah. And it says, you know, one large step. I, I think that's fucking bananas. I thought that yeah. was the coolest thing. Yeah. But I did get this one, and it's probably placebo. Uh, but it says, you know, it says talking about nature mm-hmm. of like, you know praying to like the nature god like i think it's the giving tree (laughs) like sorts like the book yeah kind of but it talks about like that's a good book it is but it talks about you know uh allow us to see the value in nature and i'm trying to get into that just because i'm trying to moderate my stress levels sure trying meditation yeah um and what was it the past couple days like we had a really nice day and i did just kind of sit outside for a second yeah just like when i breathe i try to 
you know, like really hold it in. Yeah, and just try to, you know, be a part of nature. Yeah, be present. And it feels yeah. good. Yeah. It feels nice. Like, and if that's like a hippy dippy thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, calm, peace, be with it, baby. But like, I'm getting behind it. Yeah. And I think maybe, I don't know. I like to take some of that and run with well, it. Well, I've told you before that, like, you just didn't generally, you need more vitamin D. <laughs> no pun. No pun intended. No. No. You and the sun are not very close people. Uh, <laughs> well, I, we, I feel like I get a decent amount of sun. I like opening up my windows. I'm, like, getting natural sunlight. With your blackout curtains that you don't open? Well, like, they'll flap, and it's nice to have that. <laughs> no, you need to open the, the blinds. <laughs> I set the window. Sunlight. I never lied. I yeah. set the window. Yeah. I do like the breeze. The breeze, I think, is what yeah. makes me feel rejuvenated. <laughs> it's a nice, cool breeze. Mm-hmm. Fresh air. But that's uh, that's about it for me. Yeah. Well, then again, we want to thank you guys so much for your attention and support. Mm-hmm. If you guys enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a great review and tell mm-hmm. your friends about us. Yep. Obviously, word of mouth can be one of the biggest endorsements for us. So yep. making sure that you're liking, following, subscribing on your audio streaming service of choice so that way you get notified when our new episodes are available. Mm-hmm. We try and make them available by 8 a.m. every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, we haven't missed that mark. <laughs> you know, going 51, well, 50 episodes strong so far. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, mm-hmm. this is 51. Uh, Chris, if you want to get in touch with us, give us some feedback, ask us questions. How do they do that? Yeah, of course. You can always reach out to us, take a look at us on all of our socials, Instagram, Facebook, our Reddit, which is going to be uh, Simply Wound Podcast. You can always take a look at our Twitter handle, which is going to be whelmed underscore simply. Yeah. Or if you want, you can send us an email, give us a review, give us you know any comments, concerns, yeah. worshipness yeah. at uh, simplywoundmailbag <laughs> at gmail.com. Send, send us your prayers and we'll answer them. Mm-hmm. Should we do like a prayer call? Do like a live call? <laughs> There are people calling with their prayers. And then we just. All right. Oh, we, talk, we talked about going uh, up a, a weekend, you, Morgan, and I, to, uh, to West Virginia to see the yeah, Mothman. Yeah, go to Point Pleasant. Mm hmm. Yeah. We'll talk about that, too. I mean, that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. If we did that, mm-hmm. yeah, we could, mm-hmm. we could talk about that. Morgan and I have a podcast called uh, A Couple of Creeps. Yeah. You've starred in a couple episodes mm-hmm. and. Uh, Had the, the great pleasure, too. Yeah. And I think that'd be a really good opportunity for her and I, if, uh, like, to do that in in a couple of creeps. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, don't know what she uh, what she's got for me this coming weekend, but uh, keep your ears out for yeah, for that. Yeah. She took the Valentine's weekend off because uh, she just she wanted to really focus in on whatever this next one is. So it's got mm-hmm. me excited. She said she really wants to focus down on it. So could be something good. It always is. And we also talked about uh, what's that prison. Uh, the Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. Oh, spend yeah. the night there. Yeah, maybe. Ooh, it was spooky. That would be spooky. That, I'd shit my pants. <laughs> I mean, to be like fair, you'd shit your pants anyways. Mm-hmm. You just tell me to, and I probably yeah. would. <laughs> you shit your pants, just, <laughs> just do it. I'm looking for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a reason not to, you know? <laughs> Please, someone stop me. Next, <laughs> He's an animal. <laughs> next week, we might talk about our experience so far in Sons of the Forest, maybe. Yeah. Or we talked about potentially doing like uh, some of our favorite survival games, because you and I do play the shit out of some survival games. Mm-hmm. Uh, the following week will be all about the premiere of The Mandalorian Season 3. Yes. Uh, and then there are quite a few movies actually coming out in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I, I'd like to see. So who knows what we get into so after I'm a that. I'm Stubbs member, so I mean, let's fucking go. I think. Yeah. I think I almost have enough. I think I almost have enough points to get a free ticket to a movie. Yeah, yeah. There you go. That'd be pretty cool. Next, we got Creed comes out on the third. We've got um, uh huh. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Eh. I saw something. um, Oh shit! It wasn't Dungeons Dragons comes out at the end of the year. Dungeons Dragons look good. 
Um, it was about Shazam. It wasn't. I can't remember who said it. Peter Safran. Could have been. He's the he, other co-CEO. He said that uh, Shazam is going to be like the Deadpool of DC. Oh, it was. It was. Um, was it uh, James Gunn? No. Damn you! I had it, and then I had to think of it, and I couldn't. Uh, the the gentleman that plays Shazam. Oh. Um, um, yeah, I don't know his name. Uh, Zachary Levi. Yeah. Yeah, but so I saw that, and I was like, "That's uh, pretty bold." Yeah. To say something like that. Right. Yeah, because Deadpool is good. Deadpool is really good, and Deadpool is about to be rated R. So I right. mean, I feel like and Shazam lot. one I, I haven't seen, but my understanding is that it was better than it. It was it was a better movie than it did at the box office. Okay. But Shazam: Fury of the Gods doesn't look that good. No. Like the trailers aren't that exciting. Um, but we were pretty underwhelmed with the uh, trailers for Black Adam, and then we're pleasantly surprised. That's true. Um, you know, so maybe it's a case like that. Could be. Yeah. I mean, we'll have to see and talk yeah. about it. Yeah. But that's I, all. Yeah. yeah, that's all I got. I'm, I'm finished. I'm that's, the, that's the end of the show, Chris. You totally be bye. Bye.